I'm Avery Chapman. And I'm Joey Braun. Welcome to Season 2 of the Mind Shape Podcast. We bring you stories from everyday people that are meant not only to be helpful and encouraging, but also to be inspiring and motivating. The topics we will discuss this season will bring up the most inquisitive conversations. This is Episode 17 of Season 2. Get ready, because this one is powerful. We'd like to make our listeners aware that some of our episodes contain explicit and real-life sensitive content. The words used and said in some episodes may be triggers to memories, experiences, and or unwanted events in your life or someone else's. Your discretion is strongly advised. Haley Bikos, welcome to the podcast. Thank you guys so much for having me. So Haley, uh, we obviously heard your story or part of your story over the phone and, you know, it really inspired us and we really wanted to get you on here and to hear more about it and to get more in depth uh, of what you went through uh, and to kind of give that story, uh, give you the platform to tell your story and to inspire listeners as well. So if you could uh, go into a little bit of a brief overview uh, of your story, just so our listeners can get an idea. Yeah, so on July 5th, 2013, it just started out as a normal morning. I was reading the newspaper to my dad, and he was making me breakfast, and all of a sudden, I just stopped talking. And he thought I was messing around at first, because, you know, like dads and daughters, you always mess around. Um, But then he quickly realized that I wasn't messing around and took me to the hospital. Um, Fast forward a couple hours later, I was ambulanced to the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, where they diagnosed me with a very rare disease called anti-NMDA receptor encephalitis. And so encephalitis is inflammation of the brain, and um, the kind I had is just a very severe, very rare form. Um, While I was at the hospital, I had a bunch of violent seizures. My heart stopped at least 10 times. I had uncontrollable autonomic movements. Arms were stiff. Uh, fists were clenched. My heart rate would skyrocket like I was running a marathon. Um, I was in a coma for about four months, had to relearn how to walk, talk, basically everything. So that's pretty much the short version of the story. Okay. So let's, let's backtrack and let's go life before this all happened. Was there any indication that this would happen? Uh, What was life like before all this happened? Um, So beforehand, there was no indication of this happening. Um, They really don't know how I got it. It's not genetic. It's not contagious. Um, I was a pretty healthy kid. I was in seventh grade, cheerleader, um, very good student. Yeah, there's no signs of it, which was the crazy part. Wow, that's that's just blows my mind. There was just no symptoms. It's just all of a sudden you just couldn't speak and you were just having a conversation with your dad. Exactly, yeah. Wow. So, all right, take us there. All right, you, you stopped talking. Do you realize you stopped speaking? Or... So the craziest thing about this whole thing is that I don't remember anything that happened. I don't even remember not or just like not being able to speak. I remember everything like the day before was the 4th of July. So I remember lighting sparklers, having a good time with my friends outside. But that day, I don't remember at all. I don't remember 
anything from when I was sick. And has your dad talked about that moment? I'm sure you guys have talked about that moment numerous yeah. times. What was going, do you, could you give us an idea of what was going through his mind? At first, I mean, he thought I was joking around. So he was right. kind of like, Haley, Haley, like knock it off. But once he realized it was happening, I, he was just very stressed and wasn't sure what was going to happen next. And my mom was getting ready to go to work that day. And they all just had to stop everything that they were doing and just cater to me. Man, that's a, that is a very scary moment for your family. I'm sure a scary time period for you as well. So do you remember waking up in the hospital? Is that what you remember? No, No, I don't remember any of that. Yeah. Wow. So what, what's your last, what was your first recollections of anything? When Um, did that take place? I don't remember the exact time, but I remember like going to speech therapy, occupational therapy, physical therapy, all like those things at CHOP. Um, But I don't really remember exactly when that was. Wow. So like you kind of just lost like a piece of your life. You just don't remember. Yeah. Like a a whole time frame. It was just like, like it almost doesn't exist in your mind. It's just, it happened. Yeah doesn't exist so you're going through this you get through it you're awake now and it's like all right did that really happen it's like a dream right I guess it's like does that happen yeah Uh, supposedly it did so surreal to think about sometimes I'm like that actually happened I missed all all of eighth grade my friends and I joke around they're like oh eighth grade was the best year I'm like okay thanks (laughs) (laughs) right uh it's funny and so speaking on friends Yes. Uh, before this, you, you probably had a group of friends. And, and after this, you still had friends. But how did your relationships get affected uh, with friends uh, because of all of this? It definitely took a toll on many of my friendships. There, I probably – I was that person that was kind of like friends with everyone, didn't have like necessarily like one friend group. I would be friends with like basically anyone, like special needs kids, regular kids. I still like, there's, I probably don't really talk to anyone that I talked to before this all happened. Cause they kind of, they weren't really sure what was going on with me. And they like, they were very helpful and like did fundraisers and all sorts of stuff while I was sick. But kind of after that, I would talk to them, see them, but they kind of just like faded away from my life. No, and that's that's so hard to kind of see that those people fade away. Yeah. Uh, after just a short period where you were kind of out of the picture, you know, for them in their, mm-hmm. in their life. Um, you know, how did that affect you mentally? Um, and and also when you got out of the coma and you had to relearn everything, you know, what was that like? I can't even imagine uh, not even knowing what happened and then having to relearn things. It must it it must be an a weird feeling. Yeah, it definitely was a weird feeling. I mean, again, I don't remember that, like those actual parts, but just like thinking back and thinking, wow, I had to like learn how to walk again. Like I've seen videos of myself walking again around CHOP and just seeing all the nurses and stuff cheering for me. And that itself is weird, but yeah. It's just... It's, it's hard for me to like wrap my mind around that concept 
of relearning all of these things, relearning how to speak. Because, you know, I, I there's no point in time that I don't remember, you know, not being able to speak. Yeah. So, so when you're in speech therapy, do you, you said you do recall some moments during that. What was that like? Um, a lot of repetition, a lot of just like basic, simple things that you wouldn't think a 14, 15 year old person would be learning. Yeah, I could only, I could only imagine. I just, you know, like, are you, did you have to like, I don't even know what questions to ask because it's, <laughs> it's so crazy to me to think that at 14, 15, you are relearning how to speak. Do you remember at all in your mind, like thinking, I know how to speak in a sense, but I, it just won't come out or was, were the words just never there until you um, did all of that repetition? From what my parents have told me, like I would try to say things and kind of just like mumbles would come out and I'd get very aggravated at the time that I couldn't say what I wanted to say to people. And I think that was, while it was frustrating for me, I think it was more frustrating for my parents that they were just kind of just like seeing their daughter, like not be able to do things that she was used to be doing. Wow. Yeah. I can... 100%. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And like your parents we have a lot of guests on and a lot of these stories you know they had superstar parents and that helped them get through because a lot of the things they were younger for and it sounds like you also had a pair of superstar parents to be by your side during such a tough time a time that you don't even remember like kind of bring us through it what are your parents like uh, give us an overview on them. Uh, we really want to know because they got to be superstars to get you through such a tough time. Definitely. Yeah. So my parent, my whole family are my everything. I have a 28 year old brother as well. And when I was sick, he was currently living in San Francisco doing an internship. And the second he got the phone call from my parents saying that I was sick, he took a plane home and dropped his whole internship just to take care of our dog at the time, take care of our house, make sure that we were going to be okay. And my family did the same thing. My mom, she quit her job. My dad actually lost his job, which put a whole toll on us too. So it was just crazy time for everyone, but it definitely brought us together as a family. And I think we're always going to have that time to reflect on and be like, yeah, we got through that as a family, we can get through anything. I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. And just like Joey was saying, we have a number of guests who come on and, you know, they always tell stories just like you just told. You guys were, you guys came together and you, you became closer after such a traumatic event to happen to someone. I mean, you spent four months in a coma. And that has to be a very scary time period for your family. And I'm sure the doctors were unknowing. It was all unknowing. Yeah. Because you said it's a very rare disease at that. And that's just so scary because your parents are probably asking questions and the doctors don't have the answers for them. Yeah. And yeah, that it's just awesome to see that you guys – you know, you guys came out stronger on the other side. And how are you doing now? Do you, do you feel great now? 
you know, you get a second shot. You, how do you feel? Yeah, I definitely feel completely better now. So that's good. Um, I'm a sophomore at Temple University right now and just trying to survive college now. But yeah, I definitely have learned not to take life for granted. Just take everything day by day because you really don't know like what's going to happen in your life and how things are going to change. And especially with everything going on today, like you don't know what's going to happen next. That's so true. We don't know. And you know what you went through is something that you didn't know would happen. And it definitely had a, a toll because, I mean, with this type, because I don't know much about this. Uh, you might have become more of an expert because you did go through it to learn more and more about what you went through. Uh, you know, is there like when when, you're, when someone goes through this, like, are they do they always come back or is this like something that you could have actually passed away from? Um. I could have definitely passed away from this. There were times where doctors was were telling my parents I could be in a coma for up to two years or that I could die from it. And a lot of times they wanted to say I had cancer because they had like there was a cure for cancer and they could do that. But yeah. Wow. So are the so at this point when you're in the coma, is this a like a induced coma? No, I just fell into a coma. You just fell into a coma. Wow. And so they were just waiting for you to wake up. Exactly, yeah. Wow. Man, yeah, that that is that is that is crazy. That's and just all of a sudden, just one day. And I love just you're not taking life for granted, you know. You're a sophomore at Temple and that's beautiful. That is great. And I would like you to leave our listeners with maybe a tad bit a tad bit of advice for them that possibly may be going through something similar to you or they have friends or family who have gone through something like that what would you leave them with i would probably say just live life to the fullest spend as much time with your family as you can um yeah, I don't really know what else to add. I think those are those are my two biggest things. I always make sure to set aside time for my family and just live like live life like there's no tomorrow. I love that. Uh, and now that we've kind of went over that, and that's such a beautiful thing, a beautiful message for everyone that's going to listen is your sophomore temple. Uh, what are your plans for the future? Uh, what do you got going on? Tell us. Yeah, so I'm a hospital tourism and hospitality management major with a concentration in event management. And so basically, I just want to like plan events and do that fun thing. So yeah, I love that a lot. Now, are you like are you, you did you make videos about what you had? Uh, I know it's a mouthful, and I can't certainly remember the whole day <laughs> for it. Uh, That's were okay. you videos? Are you um, uh, you know? in groups with other people that have went through like what what is that what is that like for you yeah so in 10th grade i had a biology class and they wanted us to do a video on a disease and we had to pick from a list of diseases but i said to my teacher i was like can i do my disease and she's like yeah of course and so i did about a 5 minute video which i posted on youtube about um like all the logistics of the disease and kind of a little short story about what happened to me. And 
ended up getting like 110% on the project. So that was cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Good for you. Where can we find that video? Um, if you just type in Haley Bikus on YouTube, that's the easiest way, I think. Or if you type in anti-NMDA receptor encephalitis, it'll pop up that way under my name as well. So, but I, again, I think the easiest way is just to do Haley Bikus on YouTube. Awesome, guys. Go check out that video. Uh, there's definitely going to be a lot of uh, things you probably didn't know. And you can learn. Um, Haley, this has been awesome. Uh, I know it was a time period we don't really remember. Uh, it, it's it's just a very abnormal event to happen. And for you to live through that uh, and be able to tell your story on the other side, uh, we are super grateful for you to be here and to be able to tell us. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. All right, guys. Uh, go watch that video. Haley, you have Instagram? Yes. At Haley Bikos, H-A-I-L-E-Y, B as in boy, E-K-O-S. All right. Go follow her on Instagram. Go watch the video. Connect with her if you have any questions. Uh, send her a DM if that's okay, Haley. Yeah, of course. Okay. Love All right, guys. <laughs> uh, Haley is a ball of energy. She is awesome. Go follow her. Go watch the video. All right, guys, that ends episode 17 of season two. Tune in next week for a brand new episode. We want to thank you for listening all the way to the end. In order for the story in this episode to reach more people, we need your help. Share this with someone in your life who you think needs it, whether it be a family member, a friend, or someone you just met. If you believe they can benefit from this episode, go ahead and send them over the link. Go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. This also helps us reach more people. You can find Mindshape on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Follow these pages for more updates and content. On Facebook, it's just Mindshape. On Instagram, it's at Mindshape Podcast. On Twitter, it's at Mindshape Pod, P-O-D. Thank you again and stay tuned for the next episode.